0: How you doing, everybody? I'm Chris Freen Bennett with the Vancouver Film School. This is our Storyteller Studio podcast. Uh, today, I have a really fascinating guest, Sarah Edmondson. Um, Sarah's story is truly one of the best fits we could ask for on one of these episodes. Each, each week, we try to talk about storytelling and how it fits into a whole host of different industries and crafts, arts and sciences, all those things. And Sarah, uh, as an actor, your Your last few years have been some of the most tumultuous and uh, certainly newsworthy, headline-grabbing years of your entire life. Um, Your new book, Scarred, The True Story of How I Escaped Nexium, The Cult That Bound My Life, Uh, it just hit newsstands in September. And wow, you did this, Sarah. This is an incredible story, truly. How are you?
1: Thank you for asking that first. <laughs> That's a great question uh, because it changes. And um, it's, you know, been, a, like you said, a crazy couple of years. I'm okay. To, in fact, today I'm a great. I slept well last night. I did normal things. I got some exercise in. I played with my children. These things make me happy. Um, some this days, is good. This is good, yes.
0: So um, let, let's set up a couple of things here. There's a lot to talk about today. Yes. One, um, you were in a cult and we're going to talk about that, Two, You, you are a, a very talented actor, and I want to talk about that, how that's going. But the most important thing right now, you're a new mom again. Mm-hmm. Little baby boy, seven months old, right? Correct. Congratulations. Thank you. And all of this, you decide, hey, let's have another baby.
1: Yes. And that and wasn't, write a book. <laughs> there you go.
0: Like, why not, right? Sure. Like, you didn't have anything else going on. Why not? Right. Um, how is the little baby?
1: He's amazing, yeah, and I, I have read that kissing your baby actually increases serotonin levels in your body, and so that's what I just do. I just kiss him all day long and cuddle him and, and play with him
0: for sure yeah. for sure it does Yeah. so this extraordinary new mom uh, again you you've got a, you've got another wonderful son, um, this working mom, this actor, um, in the middle of all this let's talk about the cult. Let's talk about Nexium. Most people watching will have read a little bit or a lot about this. I think a lot of people are fascinated by it. Um, You and I have known each other for a couple of years and we've talked about this a lot. And what to me in the story always struck me as as so fascinating and important um, beyond the fact that you've been so brave and courageous to really get in front of it and be a voice and help people understand and and help others get out of, of a cult or, or, or something like this. Um, it's how you got into it to me that was so fascinating. And when you told me all these stories over time, I remember thinking, this could happen to anybody. I mean, this, this could have happened to me. Um, when you look back at it now, are you still convinced that, um, w- would you, are you smart enough now in hindsight that you would have seen it, or was this something unlike anything you ever would have guessed you could have somehow been pulled into and be- become a part of?
1: Oh, this, yeah, another great question I think now with the education I have I, I don't think I'd fall for it again because I now know what these things look like and I know what the red flags are and I know what the template is which is one of the reasons I wrote the book is to yeah. give that template to other people I wasn't educated in cults I wasn't educated
0: who is no
1: I, I, I don't well maybe a little bit more so now I mean it's it's, bec- it's become a sure I don't want to say trendy but it's it's it's, it, it's dominating a lot of different you know fields in terms of their, there's a net, the Netflix series about all sorts of different yep. cult-related, mm-hmm. um, you know, scripted series and documentary series, and of course, Leah Remini's uh, series, uh, Scientology in the aftermath, has become very popular. So people are more aware, I think, of cults than uh, certainly I was when I joined. It was now 15 years ago, and I was there for 12 years. I yeah. joined in 2005. My image of cults was like long robes and drinking right. goat's blood and shaving your head and like you know weird weird stuff that like. You know, this this, this group was
0: not that. Didn't look like no, that. not no, at all. Not at all. And that, that was a fascinating thing. And as an actor, um, you there were a lot of actors who were a part of Nexium. Walk True. walk me through and help me understand that because the um, there's a reason that that happens, and I'm 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 interested. And I want to share that with our, our listeners. Originally, when you became involved. What did you think you were going to become a part of?
1: Okay, I, I just have like three tangents to go on after to remember these things. So one is how I got involved, and two, talking about actors and why they loved it so much. Yeah. So let's make sure I come back to that. I will. Um, but I got involved because I met a filmmaker who I really respected, and it's great being in this you know, venue and also talking to you, so I think you'll understand. I, I saw a film called What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. And this was a film that came out in the early 2000s. It was one of the highest... Um, grossing documentary film independent documentary films of all time and it was about spirituality quantum physics and how basically your thoughts affect your reality right it was I think probably the beginning of my journey of uh, spirituality and and um, I was at a time in my life where I was an actor I still am an actor but I was not feeling fulfilled with that like I had more purpose in me other than, you know, beer commercials and vampire TV shows. And and don't get me wrong, I was very grateful for the career that I had at the time, but it wasn't where I thought I would be by my mid to now late 20s when I met Mark, this filmmaker. And I met him at a film festival, and I loved his film, and I basically, you know, was... Very... um, Moved by the film. Moved by the film. And he said, well, if you like my film, you may like this program I just took. And and to me, it was like a seminar or workshop. Right. Which which is not uncommon. Not uncommon. You could look on
0: on YouTube or or Facebook anytime this week, and they're all over the country, everywhere.
1: Uh, Everywhere. And also, my mom is a therapist. My dad's a counselor. I've been in this world of self-development. I'd taken other workshops through them before. I've always been interested in in bettering myself. I'd read books in, in that field as well. And so this was... A natural next step. And I also wanted to work with him. And this was like kind of a promise. You know, this it's was networking. It's networking. It's networking. Yeah, sure. it was like, let's, of course. you know, let's let's change the world. The idea for me was shifting the world through conscious shifting media, having an effect on the world through media, which is, you know, not just entertainment, which is great. Mm-hmm. But how do you shift consciousness, which is what the film did. Uh, what the bleep, what the bleep did that, That's I believe. Right. So I was like, I want to be a part of that. I yeah. don't want to just entertain. I also want to help people through media. So helping people has always been a big drive for me. I was a camp counselor. Nothing unusual about that. Yes. And when I was choosing my career back in Montreal, I was either theater, theater school, or being a a counselor or therapist like my parents. It was psychology or theater. So it's a natural draw. It was a very natural fit for me.
0: And they were always positioning these uh, events or workshops like a a learning event, right? Mm -hmm. It was designed to come and meet other was it presented as network and, and meet successful artists or actors or people or was it um you know take that was it curriculum or some it was kind curriculum. of curriculum the was. actors
1: and artists part of it came later because of mark and i and the people we knew right. and, and that's the nature of a actors, yeah, actors. the actors yeah i brought, sure. brought in people similar to me and then it kind of exploded which i'll get to later yeah, remind right. me of a, about that but no it was it's as personal professional development and looking at your belief system and, and your wiring, I mean, I, am I, so glad we met after I left because I would have met you and thought you were great and totally would have tried to recruit you because <laughs> you would flattered. have been Thank you. well, you would have been perfect because you're you're hardworking, you're a go-getter, you're, um, you're connected. You're, you have a big vision for yourself. Like, this would be the perfect I probably person. would
0: have wanted to go. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a member of the American Marketing Association mm-hmm. or the, you know, the CPR. Like, it, you're totally right. I think mm-hmm. there are lots of those things where, uh, you know, people like me or in the industry like you and I are, are, I guess, susceptible is the word. It would not have probably raised a flag. And it certainly didn't. And, and you know, as you tell the story, and I, I'm really familiar with it, you had no red flags early on.
1: Not at that point no, no. for me this was it, it was an opportunity to connect with like-minded people the way that Mark pitched it it was also a group of humanitarians that were really shifting the world one person at a time and were basically doing the things that I wanted to be a part of and all of those things were dangled like a carrot in front of me just like they got Mark Mark told me later that they told him that Keith who, the uh, creator of Nexium was the scientist, and he'd be meeting like-minded scientists. So it was sort of like mm-hmm. they would bring people in on the values that were important to them. Sure. So, you know, if I had met you at the time, and I wouldn't have, I mean, I'm trying to think of how I met you and, the, and what I knew about you, but I probably would have shared, you know, the like-minded artists and these, right. these filmmakers, and we're all supporting each other, and we're to goal. I mean, all these things were true. wouldn't have been a lie, but I would have showed it to you in a way that I think would have appealed to you.
0: Did you, did you think mm-hmm. of yourself... Like a recruiter for yes. Nexium, was yeah. it called Nexium? It was it
1: called. I'd never. Nexium wasn't a word that was right. it, That comes was, later. The, yeah. Well, it's an um, actually was originally the umbrella company,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: program that I got involved with was um, under that umbrella called Executive Success Program. That's right. right. That's so right. So ESP, we called it, and I was I was brought in through ESP, which is an educational tool set, a curriculum that's designed to rewire your belief system, which if you Believe that the people who are doing that wiring have good intentions. Mm-hmm. That could be a good thing to get rid of your limiting beliefs, you know, um, critical self doubts, and sure. anything that's. And this is like, which everywhere by the way the is yeah, yeah. I mean, it,
0: you're you're describing a half of you know Tony Robbins' exactly. last special. I mean, it's it's yes. a very uh, accepted and um, certainly uh, tested model of sure. you know self development, professionalism, all of that.
1: Yeah, and and therapy. It's it's basically like therapy, goal setting, and NLP. A lot of Tony Robbins. In fact, when I watched I'm Not Your Guru, which I just watched recently. Isn't it incredible? It's totally incredible. Did you
0: find... I remember watching it and thinking of you the entire time. Going, What were you thinking? All all of these... I didn't know if there was a real big difference to the people attending that event and probably who were attending the the ESP program in the early days. There must have been a lot of parallels. A
1: lot of parallels. And, in fact, I'd never taken Tony Robbins when I was in ESP, but people said, oh, it's similar to Tony Robbins. And so I'd learned to kind of, like, poo-poo it. But really what Tony Robbins is doing was a well-produced version of what we were doing, you know, in terms of lights and and music and nice binders and, like, wow, right, 2,500 people. We had 25 people. So we had a small group chairs, you know, a little continental intimate, breakfast, more much more intimate. And of course, at the time, I thought that was way better. I mean, I, who knows? I, I do think. But for that, 12
0: years, you're yeah. doing this. So certainly for for many years, mm-hmm. you're getting value from oh, this. Absolutely. There's something happening. You're I mean, you've yeah. made some great contacts. You talk about this. You t- I mean some incredible people, both from in the industry and outside it. Yeah. Um, when does it start to feel like this is not Professional development. I'm not becoming a better actor. This is something different.
1: Oh, that's there's a huge journey from the, when I got into when I left and when it when it changed. But I but I will tell you, day one of my first training, there were red flags, and I all of those things were preempted by the head trainer who said, "You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going you're you're going to have what's called the urge to bolt to leave, and if you do, come speak to a coach because if you never Talk about what's coming up for you, then you'll you'll leave the room with those issues, and you all came, we all came here to work on your issues, right? The most yeah. successful people right. know your limitations. It's called a double bind. You don't want to be not successful.
0: It's genius if right. not terrifying.
1: It's totally terrifying. So I'm yeah. like, I want to be successful. I want to work on my issues. I'm having that feeling. I want to leave. In fact, recently I ran after writing the book, I ran into one of the coaches that trained my first five day, and she said, I cannot believe how far you went because you hated it at first. And I forgot, I knew that I was skeptical, but I forgot that I actually hated it. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Can sure. I swear on this? Of course you okay. can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, be like B- you. The, the, <laughs> Nancy the trainer was super cheesy. Everything was kind of 80, like late 80s, early 90s, you know? Really? And I was just like, what am I paying for? But then I'm like, I paid, I'm not going to get my money back, you know? And also, Mark Facente, this filmmaker that I really trusted, was like, I know it's weird. First few days are super strange. Stick it out day three. That's when things change. So I was like, well, we all paid. I'll stick it out to day three. And that's the nature of how the indoctrination or brainwashing is a more common yeah, term. Right, right. How it works is they, they have a number of techniques, which I now know that they did to us. It's called forced attention. So they're forcing me to not take notes and stay straight ahead, getting bored, repeating certain things. And there's an indoctrination that takes place over time. And then at a day three is when things either shift for people or they don't. And some people never come back. And that's fine. But I was hooked.
0: Is, is there. So in this experience that they've created and they're welcoming you and they're attracting people Mm -hmm. like you and and trying to to get you to be an ambassador for them and Mm -hmm. keep that going, are they presenting they know what the best Sarah looks like or is it designed like a lot of uh, you know professional development workshops where you have a vision of the best you and they will give you the tools? Did did they feel? Did you ever feel like if you surrender to it, um, the best you will come out of this, or did you have to still guide? That's a
1: great question. Whatever
0: whatever the, the 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 ultimate outcome that you were searching for
1: was. Does the, that make sense? Yes, yeah, so it's a really good question. No one's asked me that before, and it's interesting because it was actually both. So they would have us write sheets about like our ideal selves, like our dream life, infinity goal, they called it. You know, yeah, what does yeah. that look like? And the, yeah. you know, the best optimal version of yourself, right it, write it, write it. So that was important, and that was always driving me, and I had these goals. But there was also this tacit enforcement that for you to succeed within the company, and I say that loosely, of course, we didn't call it a cult, it was called a company. Of course. There was a series of things you needed to do and achieve to be recognized and to go up to the next level. It was a martial arts system of growth. Right. So it was like, this is this is your we're doing this for you. This is you use the tools to serve you in your life. You hit
0: milestones or milestones.
1: Right. But it was also you can't do those things unless you've hit these ones. So it was for the company and also for yourself. But ultimately, if personal development, a.k.a. Nexium, wasn't your highest value at a certain point, you couldn't grow within the company. So it started off that creativity and acting was my highest value, sure storytelling why we 're here of course, so I was an actor, and now slowly those things switched, and no one told me to switch them but i but i but I replaced it just, it. it just it's like, oh, personal development is more important actually
0: and i and I, I can see that, and I say this all <laughs> the time to anyone who when it, if it comes up in conversation um, You know, how how did they not know? And I go, You know what, I I know Sarah and this Mm -hmm. story is incredible. And you wouldn't know. I mean, the way what you're describing still up to this point. Is not far off from from a course you'd pay money to go. Some yeah. companies will even, uh, you know, expense those workshops for their employees. Yes. Let alone if you go out and do it on your own professional
1: development. Absolutely.
0: Um, there are there are one on one coaches who offer that service for a very very high premium. Yeah,
1: way more than ours. Cost. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's still not it's still not you know raising the red flag. And then somewhere along the way, you said you switch over. Um,
1: can I address that yeah. thing real quick? Yeah. That is actually something that comes up the most in interviews is people saying, but really, how did you not know? And I think that is a great question. In fact, if I wasn't in the situation, I hadn't gone through this whole experience, I'd probably think the same thing. Truly. I'd probably would just be like, really? You're just, sure. is a self-preservation. Because uh, we all
0: think we're smarter than that. Yes. And sure. I, and,
1: and also, you know, and another reason why I wrote the book is I want to explain that cults and groups like this, they, they don't, there's, it's not full disclosure. It's not, transpa- it's not transparent what's happening behind the closed doors. In fact, the personal development and all the good things, and yes, you're right, there's a lot of good things that I, that I learned through my whole 12 years there, that's on the outside, and that's how these groups work. There has to be something good to lure you in. And what's on the inside is only pri- privileged information for just a small few. And you have to go through a number of steps to, to even know what those things are, and a lot of indoctrination to even get to that point.
0: yeah. Do you find somewhere in that 12-month 12, 12 journey, obviously now what you're chasing or pursuing has changed? Does it become a goal that you're, is it a, a, a mindset you want to achieve or is it goal-based? And, or is it also now it's become part of your social circle? So you've got a lot of friends and mm-hmm. colleagues and people you're invested in. Like, oh, like when I
1: was still in. Yeah. Yes.
0: What's, what's keeping you now over that time yeah. where, it, you know?
1: Oh, all of those things. Yeah. When I was in, and, and there were red flags along the way that I marked in the book so people could know what they look like in terms of being gaslighted a lot and things always being flipped back to me that were like, if at any time I had a concern, if I went to Mark or one of the higher ranks, because you couldn't go down in rank. Like, you don't tell one of your students here if you have a problem with how the, something's happening, right? Like, you've got to talk to somebody on staff. You would never complain to the...
0: Right. Right. Gotcha. So
1: you have to go up. And so every time I went up, I, it would get flipped back as my limitation. Right? So if I'm saying, it's, you know, it's really unfortunate that we're not being paid as like, monthly as, as we're supposed to be as a salesperson, for example. Right. Oh, you seem entitled.
0: That's your limitation. Have you
1: talked to your coach about that? Wow. And always done in a way that wasn't actually like I'm even being harsher than it than it would normally be like, wow, you seem like you're really having a reaction, Chris. Have you talked to your coach about your reaction, you may want to work on that because you seem like there's something going on for you and you need to work on that before you bring it to anybody else. And right? You know, Do you feel how yeah. like Ugh, that is? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and at the same time, you go, there is some, you know, w- one of my producers the other day, Dylan and I were looking at something and he he you know, he responded to, you know what? I'm always open to the feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think we and and he had a really great reaction as we were looking at something. And I think we train ourselves to go, OK, yeah, I should take that feedback. Yeah. You know, it's maybe human nature to want to. um receive that criticism and not know that it's something it's masked as something else. Well, it depend, Obviously you didn't yeah. you didn't sense
1: that yet. Well, I felt uncomfortable with it, but again, any discomfort, no pain no gain is is a, in way to an in, in roads to my growth, right? So anytime I had one of these interactions, it it wasn't strong enough to pull me out because of all the things you mentioned this was, it eventually became my community you know we i we had social events we called humanitarian humanities events yeah um my family was involved what kept me i think fully going in in terms of getting into inner 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 circle where yes they did know they knew that of course, what was going on yeah. was that I never moved to albany and i never
0: the ultimate commitment yeah
1: the ultimate commitment and trust me they were pushing hard for yeah, me to Yeah and to i've albany.
0: read about I think a lot of people read about Albany and what was going on there. Yes. Um,
1: and I, I did. I, when, so people, back to the other question how did you not know? I didn't live in Albany. I didn't see the day to day. I'd go in, take trainings, and I got the fuck out of there. Sure. I, I, intuitively, I was being, I protected myself because I never liked Albany. But I'll t- I will tell you that at the time, so this would be 2009, four years in, this is before I totally made the switch to ESP being my highest yes. value. Yep. I was working a lot. I did a film festival that got into TIFF, um, where ironically, I played a sociopath. Right, and I learned how right. to play a sociopath from the from the teachings.
0: What was that film?
1: It was called A Gun to the Head by Blaine Therrier. A Gun to the Head.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna link to that one after in the description. Oh yeah, for this. I have no idea
1: where that is. I mean, it's a very quirk. It's a crazy independent film, but probably one of the things I'm most proud of as an actor.
0: It's incredible that yeah. you um, the parallels to that experience too. Were you aware yes. of it at the time?
1: Oh God, no. I mean, wow. No, I there there's.
0: Did anybody yeah. else that knows you, anyone else that really knows you and loves you, you know, your your, your husband aside, um, d- were were other people sensing anything or saying anything?
1: Uh, you know, nobody ever did an intervention with me, which is something that I that I've asked people, like, because people since the news have come out and been like, well, I knew, I knew, and I'm like, oh really? You you knew? And do you believe that? No, because if you really actually, if anyone knew it was that what we know now, right? There. Are fucking assholes for not getting me out <laughs> for sure you know so i think yeah. what people are really mean and i forgive them is that they n- sensed that things were weird and culty don't be culty right but they, nobody could ever really pinpoint what was going on and if they could it was if they ever came to me and some people would say things like oh sarah you know our cult like my my agent would joke about going to albany you know, don't don't shave your head this time but it was a joke in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense. But I think it may be not a joke. You know, it's like when people kind of... Like, I have some friends in some other groups. <laughs> sure. And, like, I don't know Mary them... Mary Kay yeah. or
0: Amway or whatever. I mean, there's yeah. lots of... I, I know lots of people involved in something that they're they're fanatical about. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know what you mean, and I don't know if it always warrants say, hey, you're really into this kind of a conversation. Yeah. You, never, you never know. But I have to ask you about... Sure. Um, And it's in the headlines everywhere. The the sex stuff. Right. Um,
1: how did we not see that?
0: Yeah, and I am I'm you know, from from understanding the story, that doesn't reveal itself on day one, of course. Oh no. No, we don't even talk
1: about sex in the five day.
0: That's right. That it it comes way later. But how much of that is out there is 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 really accurate versus what was that experience like for you? Well do you mind if I ask that? Oh no, of course. No, of
1: course. And I think it's a good question because one of the I, another reason why I wrote the book is because I want to tell the story storytelling properly from my perspective. We weren't in a sex cult, right? We were of course, in a personal yeah. and professional development program, but the fact is, it was a sex cult, just not in Vancouver. So it was in Albany. And when I, when people say sex cult, like what is that? There were people having sex. Is that a problem? No, right? Is it a problem that he has a polyamorous lifestyle, which is what we found out at the end that he right. has. In, the, in his case, a harem. Yeah. Keith Raniere L- liter- literally. literally had a harem. I don't even know. When I when I started to count and started to do the math and read the transcripts in the trial, it was at least somewhere between 40 and 100 people that I knew of that, that had sex with him. So wow. what makes something a sex cult? I think actually all cults are sex cults in some way. There's some weird sex thing or power thing or money thing right. linked with sex I think behind you're right. closed doors, right? That's like, why are these men... Um, Bringing in all these women to serve them. Yeah, what's them. the
0: what's the motivation behind this uh, gross abuse of power? Exactly, an influence. Which it. is sure. the number one? It's money one, or sex. Yeah, it's money or sex, and yeah. that's
1: really what I what I motivated me is to expose this abuse of power mm-hmm. and shine a light on other abuses of power because it's not just cults, you know. Any, there, I'm sure. And I, <laughs> yeah, and I, after writing this book, I was even saying to my editor and like the PR person because I was so in it, I was like, is this even interesting? Like, is this an interesting story? Because I don't even oh, know. Oh, believe
0: me, it is. <laughs> it is. And, and not in a, in, a, in a, oh, you know, you can't look away when you see a car crash. Yeah. It's a, there's a curiosity to it that I really, you got to believe me, when people hear the story, and I, anyone I talk to about it over the last few years, it is a cautionary tale, which I think you've been such a great yes. voice for. And it's important you do, because I really do think, you know, and I'm not beating on, on the on the Tony Robbins stuff. I'm really not. But I think... They're, that line between fanaticism and cult uh, yeah. is very thin. Yeah. It's well, very, very thin. I would it, put him in
1: the same category. Why, why not, is
0: walking on hot coals yeah. any different than uh, branding mm-hmm. uh, a part of your body to, to, to show your, your, your support and your buy-in? Right. Um, and, you know, when you watch mm-hmm. I'm Not Your Guru on mm-hmm. Netflix, this is what they're doing. Hundreds and, and hundreds. But you know that he yeah. also produced it? I did.
1: Yeah. So I... I yeah, Tony I, Robbins did. Yeah. So yes. So I, I wondered also, and I happen to know somebody who knows somebody who said that. Of course, they, he's going to edit it to make it look... Great as it as it did. It was it was a little edgy at points. Yeah. You know, there was the couple um, interventions they call it mm-hmm. where he works with people one on one that were pretty that were extreme. You know. Um, yeah. We had somebody when call, you bro- call up yeah, their boyfriend up, and, and, break and break up, up with them. them in front of twenty five hundred people. I'm like, ooh. I, I mean, I'm glad he pushed her. To I mean, I'm glad that she did it because it was clearly not a good relationship. But that's not a way to. I mean, I just didn't feel good about that.
0: No. And and and, and you talk about this mm-hmm. also in the book where they come to a point where. You know, again, I want a disclaimer here. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not knocking anyone who's gone to a, a Tony Robbins event, but that line is thin. It is thin. And r- that perfect example. And then you look what was happening within Nexium, and now somewhere along the journey, you have graduated to a certain level, mm-hmm. and now they want you to do something compromising. They want right. a photo. They want a video. They want. They want the ultimate proof of right. your. Commitment,
1: and that's actually the, what, what I was just about to say about people saying, like, is it relatable? Is this interesting? And s- people say, even though they weren't necessarily branded or or done done anything quite as extreme, everyone's been in a position where their boss is asking them to do somebody or something, somebody higher in position is asking them to do something they don't want to do. Yeah, and they're like, oh, mm, I don't feel good about that. How do I, how do I stay in this company or continue on in my career? And do this thing right so that that's that's like something that people can relate to right it's not something yeah. they're not in a cult but they're like you know am i compromising my own ethics if i do xyz right i interrupted you what were you saying? no no saying? no you just yeah.
0: answered it that was that was exactly mm-hmm. what i was mm-hmm. wondering and, and i think you you just nailed it did did you find though what was that moment for you that that um that revelatory that revelatory
1: I am in a cult? thing you have to
0: do <laughs> mm-hmm. to prove your ultimate commitment um Right. What was that thing that they wanted you to do?
1: Well, that was the branding, and I think that that is the branding. branding. That that was the first Because there were stories
0: of videos and photos from other people or things they had to say that were likely (laughs) not even true.
1: Everything leading up Um, to that. Yeah. Everything leading up to that is...
0: It's an an emotional hostage.
1: It's it's emotional blackmail and actually blackmail because that's what they've all been convicted of. Blackmail, uh, sex trafficking, uh, forced labor conspiracy, conspiracy to commit all these things. Anyway, I I the, the actual branding itself and I know you're not asking me is something that I've had to now doing over 50 interviews about it. I've learned that I can't talk about that night and right. just cuz it re-traumatizes me and it triggers me and like it's just PTSD is a thing that I'll probably always be managing. I think you've
0: done a good job in the book with it <laughs> Thank you. and I think people will get as much as they need on
1: that. Yeah, though. I go into great detail, I'm like yeah. it's all there. They want to know how it happened and also the steps leading up to it, which was really important for me, for my own so not just self preservation, but just preservation of my sanity to know and then for me to understand how did I get to that point? How did I lay down on a table and say these words and let this happen and when I say, "Let it happen, I was coerced, I was coerced, I was lied to, I was betrayed all of those things people don 't get it if they say, "Oh there, these women are branding each other you know like there's a judgment that again, I probably would have if i didn 't know the story, and mm-hmm. I want to explain how somebody goes from being a Attending a personal development workshop to ha- letting that happen. And, of course, if someone had said, hey, do you want to get the, this, this guy's initials torched into your pelvic, pelvic area <laughs> with no anesthetic? Of D- course I would have said, no fucking way. Right, right. right? Yeah. So it, it happens slowly over time. D- tell, yeah.
0: Let me throw an idea to yeah. you. And, and, and you walk me back if, if, I'm, if I'm reaching too far into it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder... Are there? There is a there is an extraordinarily extraordinarily high number of actors in this organization. Mm-hmm. A lot, um, and there's an uh, there's an obvious answer to that. Actors, no actors, and mm-hmm. that's that's not anything unusual. I wonder: are actors, are artists hardwired, or are they even you know with professional training literally, are they susceptible to direction? You know, you've been on set. Hundreds of times you work with directors, all kinds of directors, mm. and there's a moment I think sometimes and and you probably agree where you you surrender to that direction yeah. you have to trust in that direction yes. um, even if you don't see the vision, the director has one, and in in many ways it's like the military you're, you're taking orders and you're going to follow yes is is some of that at play there? Um, I don't mean to say that all actors will acting in it itself is mm-hmm. a cult yeah. but rather the um, the susceptibility to that and where that sometimes you might not even realize it because you're tra- you're, you're trained to take direction is that yes. a is that a fair assessment? I
1: think that could be. I've never thought about that and I, now that you're saying it I think that's definitely an element. I think another big chunk of it is that a lot of artists stereotypically, even if they're the most talented, at their craft, don't necessarily have their shit together in terms of a business sense. So a lot of the people I was working with was helping them get an agent and setting goals around making their first voice demo, which is one of the things I did when I first got in. And they kind of used me as the poster child within Nexium. to, and by the way, we didn't use the word recruit, which is what it was, but enroll. Enroll. Enrolling was, was they wanted to create an enrolling culture, enrolling being uh, synonymous with building humanity. Okay, so the more you enroll, the more you build humanity. What don't a, you want to be a humanitarian? You should build a role. Sign a role, me up. A role. So that's how I saw it at the time. But I was always working with people based on what I had done. And one of the things I did when I first got in is I did the goals program where I, after seven years of keeping it on my to-do list, was able to write, produce, and distribute my voice demo reel. This is back when we had CDs before MP3s to every studio right. in Vancouver. And that was something I did because of my goals lab
0: And by the way, I mean, that's good work. I mean, that's important work to do when you're out there promoting yourself. I mean, I see a lot of things in there that I go, yeah, you should do things like
1: that. Yes, yeah. That's
0: that's not bad. I would use you as a poster child for you know, own your success in that. Yeah, in that and regard. I
1: could probably teach a great workshop about that. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, we like should. the business of this stuff. I and, bet you could. And i, I that's really what I love doing the most. And I think why it, it grew in Vancouver is people would come in and like, oh, I'm this and that, but I struggle here. I'm like, oh, I can help you with that. All you need is X, Y, Z. And sometimes it was really really just a physical thing all you need is an agent. And other times people just had emotional stuff to work through, which is another big gap, I think, for actors, is that they're these emotional vessels and they love to tell stories. And, and sometimes they may have have... have a block like I had a block with when I was going to theater school with anger I couldn't and still, still sometimes you couldn't I, pull it out in a performance. Pull it out. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe with a coach, but like on the day or like in an, in auditions.
0: And what? And why do you think that was? Is that does every actor have a block, or that was just when you that identified? Was some, that
1: was something I identified with, and I think that most actors, I think most people have blocks with something. You know, sure. people have issues around very common things like conflict. You yep. know, they don't like conflict. Yeah. So they don't like. For me, I hadn't. I didn't leave my agent for for way too long because I didn't want to break up with her. You know what I mean? Sure. For that it feels. Mm, Sticky. So I had It's
0: easier work- to just get along. Yeah.
1: So that was one of the things I worked on in my first training. And then I worked on my confidence level. So a lot of people are good at or a lot of actors are good at, at acting, but they're not good at auditioning. Again, for me, I'd get really nervous. I would literally go into fight or flight in auditions. So that was something else I worked wow. on. Yeah. And so the point where I'd go in and I'd be grounded and calm and I would just like, you know, all the things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to play and listen and yeah. you know, connect. But I couldn't do that because I was literally like out of body. So
0: and you've you've now. You, so mm-hmm. jumping ahead a little bit, mm-hmm. um, let's say you get you're 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 out in your back and you're, you've always been working throughout it. Mm-hmm. And I know you were you were worried in the height of it a couple of years ago, what kind of an impact this would have on your career. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're still getting some really cool parts. And I, I love that you did Salvation was what was it? about a year ago. Um, I love that show. I wish it was still running. I do too. I really really wish
1: it was still running. Um, Even though I died at the end of season two, people have come back from the dead in that show. So I was like, maybe I can. Uh, Maybe there's a way. There's a chance. It was
0: a really cool part, and it was a really cool show. And did you find that the experience of all of this, like, does this give you now a better palette of emotions to draw from?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like,
0: I mean, that sure as hell must have helped with the anger block.
1: Oh, absolutely. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can I can pull out anger and no problem now. <laughs> Are you a better
0: actor because of this experience? Am I a, putting words in your no, mouth?
1: No, I think I think I am a better actor also because I've been through real adversity and I have 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 had a lot of challenges. I mean, how many 40-year-old mother actors have spent time with the FBI? I mean, my life is my life is really crazy. I've always wanted to write a book. What was I going to write a book about? You know. Oh wow! Nothing. Now I have a story to write a book. It's not why I wrote the book, but that, that it's made my life more interesting. I think I'm a better person overall. And even though I, sure. you know, I wish I'd just taken a five day or maybe a sixteen day, taken those tools and
0: <laughs> fuck out
1: of Dodge, <laughs> right? You know. And of course, I wish I'd never been branded. At the same time, I love my life. I mean, look at look what look what I get to do. This you- is crazy it
0: is it is it is crazy and i love your perspective on it and i love the uh the lens that you've been communicating to everyone and talking about it through because Mm -hmm. you make it really accessible for people to ask questions Mm -hmm. and try to understand it and i think a lot of people when they get to know you sarah they see themselves in you Mm -hmm. and how they would probably respond to that Mm -hmm. um you 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 don't mind being open about after the pregnancy you were you were postpartum Mm -hmm. um that's that's tough lots of moms are, are going through that that's a really tricky thing mm-hmm. um, what kind of an impact has that had on uh, the creative work you're trying to do right now no, the book tour aside yeah what's that like I mean how are you how are you coping with that I'm...
1: Uh, I mean it's day to day I honestly I think it's crazy to try to write a book with a newborn but that was just sort of how things lined up and I went with it and at the same time it's it is easier because they're portable and you don't do have to do much with them except feed them and cut a little You're understating <laughs> it. You, <laughs> yeah. you have to do a lot you with the You do them, have to do a I love lot, it, but you don't have but to take them to correct. play gyms or stuff like that. Sure, so I was sure. home a lot. I was and I also, of course, I had a co-writer. So I didn't I didn't write the book by myself. I wrote a book with an incredible help, co-writer. And help yeah. pull it
0: out of you and organize it. Yes. And that's great. And
1: and lay it out. And it was a really like a back and forth process of of her writing stuff, me making it more accurate, sending it back, her making it more literary. Me writing stuff her fixing it like back just back and forth I mean
0: I think it should and I know people have probably judged, it should be it it should be a movie um, I'm
1: sure something will it, happen like that in the, and I, one and day. I mean it in
0: the non-sensational way but mm-hmm. that it is just um how it all happens you go this is this is one of the most it's like a shark that just leaps out and you do not see it coming No. and you are one of the smartest brightest most creative people I know oh, and this you. could have happened. To to anyone because we don't have cult awareness seminars in school. No, you know this. To your point, it's I think it's popular now as we are really starting to try to wrap our head around Scientology mm. and what are some of the the scandals or controversies with that and other other fanatical cult type groups. But prior to that, the things that we are often leery of is, is at best is you know don't be conned, don't mm. be fooled. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, watch out for someone who wants to, you know, run away with your money. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't teach you anywhere that I can think of. Don't let someone run away with your life. Mm -hmm. Don't let someone run away with your sense of self or uh, identity of who you are and what you stand for. I mean, this was over that time. Mm -hmm. And you are not the only person in this. Mm -mm. There are hundreds of people in this organization. Thousands. Um, Do you keep in touch with any of them, How, is it is it just like this? Do you guys talk? Do you have a Facebook group? Like, <laughs> yes. what is that like? What's that like now?
1: We, we actually have a Facebook group um, that I that I put together when we were in the group, and then I kicked off everybody that was remained loyal to the to the leadership. When so there's it, still
0: some that do. There
1: are still some that are loyal wow. to Keith. Actually, here in Vancouver, there's about five that that I know of that are that think I'm crazy and that Keith is. Maybe not conventional, but not guilty of, of the crimes. But um, <sighs> I, our, we have a Facebook group. I communicate with them. Um, I'd say the people that I'm closest to are the people that I was friends with prior and then that we, you know, went through this ordeal together and, and they were the ones that also really supported me getting out. So we're still tight. People that I met in the program, it's there's only a handful that I'm still really close with because I'll tell you, a, a ranking system really messes up a friendship.
0: You yeah, know, right. When
1: people see each other like in in levels of, of worth in that way, and I think a lot of people unfortunately kept their distance from me when I went public because who wants to be associated with a sex cult, right? So, I, sure. I understand that, and I. Res- I love that you are
0: <laughs> so honest about that.
1: Well, um, you know, I'm full, I'm full transparency here. Like part of part of me kind of fixing the fact that I was such a big recruiter and it brought so many people in, and it was I vouched for this. Douchebag back in Albany for so long is I have to come out on the other side and and lay it all out there. You know that's part of for me my healing. Yeah, you know I have to do that.
0: What um, so what does the next year look like for you? You're, you're mm-hmm. of course you you're, you've got your your, your newborn. Mm-hmm. You're doing mom stuff. You're trying to manage that. Are you going to go aggressively on the book tour?
1: I have kind of the book tour is aggressively over and <laughs> in terms Good. of the aggressive stuff. Yeah, yeah being in Toronto and in New York and and book signing and. Doing the launch, that's done. Like the big, the big shows, like Dr. Oz and stuff, which was amazing. Is that's that's all done. But stuff like this, like intimate podcasts, interviews, where I don't have to travel. I really don't want to travel anymore, especially with two kids. Too much.
0: <laughs> You've got your air miles logged.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm. just want to stay put and kind of be normal and do do normal family stuff. I did uh, two weeks ago have my brand removed from my body. Good for you. Yes. So that was a, a very exciting and also scary semi-traumatic surgery because sure. it's a sensitive area and um, I've also I, Do you I,
0: feel better? Do you feel yes. different?
1: Yes, I feel very different. I feel like just energetically to have those initials even though it was very faint Yeah, and it healed very well because I was obsessive of putting different oils on like every day to try to get rid of it right. I could still see it and I could see it in the mirror I could see the KR in the mirror every time I saw it. I looked in the mirror. And,
0: and that's got to have a, a, an enormous impact yes. on, on how you're seeing yourself. Yes. And yep. so you did. That's congratulations. Thank you. I'm
1: really, actually, the day, a couple of days after I got it off, I had, I had told my agent I wasn't ready to, to act again. I've never stopped doing voiceover, so voiceover has been consistent for me And you've done time. some really
0: cool voices.
1: Yes, and I did voices. That's a big part of my life, and I'm so grateful to that. Um, my but, Little Pony. My Little Pony, Transformers. Yeah. Um, lots of different shows that my my five-year-old is likes to brag about at school. My mom's the voice of Rainbow Dash's mom. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. So oh, my little yeah. guy
0: loves that one, and really? all my nieces love it. Let's um, really,
1: play I, Windy Whistles. It's a big deal in the five in that genre, and the Bronies, of course, love it. You me. did Max Steel. I Did Max Steele. Yeah. yeah, played his girlfriend We've, Sydney.
0: The, the voiceover acting is, is a really uh, there's a part of it. We had someone in mm-hmm. uh, recently talking about that. Do you find that easier or more difficult?
1: generally for me easier because I don't have to memorize lines that's the hardest part about acting with the kids is mom brain like mom brain is legitimately real I I, just to finish that I did call my agent and said okay I'm ready and that was I think having that surgery done is like I was ready to do something different and I went back had a great audition uh, had a call back my first time out I was like yay I'm back at it and then in the call back I just couldn't get the lines out (laughs) and I'm really good at memorizing lines like that's a, a skill that I've built for sure and they just weren't there and that's, yeah, it's what happens when you're, I think, part of breastfeeding and, like, literally your life force being sucked out of you that you can't.
0: I'll have to believe get. you on that. Yeah, you, I, know, I know, you, I
1: know you, this, I'm in a room full of men. They don't get it. I, <laughs> This is it's just, it's really I'm convinced tough. you're
0: correct. I yeah, would not no, it's, dispute it's, that.
1: It is legitimately scientifically proven to be a thing, mom brain. You
0: end the book and you say to all the people who believe me and trusted me both going in and going out, to the people who haven't woken up yet who will read this one day, I hope we'll be friends again. To all the people who felt that I cut you out in a way that wasn't compassionate, forgive me. You apologize. I have always had good intentions, and I hope you will know my true heart. It's a, it's a really beautiful ending to the book. What is the ending to this story for Sarah? Um, you know, what do you want to do? I guess it's also what's next, the new beginning, or what's the ultimate? What's next after this? Do you feel that it's Done yet? Is that did the book help you close it, or is this always going to be a part of your your crusade to help you know protect and warn people and be a a beacon or a an inspiration? Or are you hoping one day to move to the whatever might be after this?
1: You know, I don't know yet. I I really see that I'm at a crossroads there, and mm-hmm. I also de- have decided that I don't need to decide yet. And I'm still in. I'm in a healing. I'm in a healing process, especially with like physically healing and just ready to. Um, just yeah, heal myself.
0: You're not. You're yeah, not sure I mean, yet. Uh, you're yeah, taking. I'm your not time.
1: sure yet, and if, right now healing, at least till the end of this year, as is what I've given myself till 2020. And I, I, could see myself having this be a big part of my life. Possibly becoming a psychotherapist, actually being able to help people through legitimate therapeutic processes. About um, a number of people have con- uh, contacted me about groups that they're in and maybe working to expose those groups where there's massive and egregious abuses of power happening Mm -hmm. just as bad as my group Um, I I think I'll always want to talk about it I think but it's also you know like, my son just started a new school, and, you know, I don't want to be the crazy cult woman. Yeah. <laughs> and you're
0: like, not. you no, I, I, I No, I know. I, I you know. got to remember that. You've got to, you know, don't let anybody, especially you. Yeah. That's not the person that I, I see, and I don't think a single one of our audience will, yeah. will, will see that. I think you've been, I think you've gone to war, if you will. I feel like I've gone to war. Uh, yeah. And the same way we don't necessarily see a soldier like a killer. We mm-hmm. see that they have gone through something extraordinary and I think most people would see the the best in you as a result of how you've clearly come out of it and what you've done Um, I hope you will come back and as you go through this journey and in particular anything you're doing creativity uh, wise we would love to know I'd love to talk about it I think you're an incredible actress thank you we love the stuff you're doing this is a a, just a, a masterpiece of a story and I really want everyone to to take the time to read this, especially over the holidays, if you've got some time, because you, you, you can't get it all from the headlines.
1: No. You've no. got it.
0: And, and you lived it. And I think it's uh, just incredible. You. Will you come back another time and, and yes, talk to us? Yes,
1: absolutely. And I will say um, about the book, if people don't have time to read, which I personally don't, being a mom, it's on Audible. And I, oh, great. I narrated it, which oh, is really did. cool because that was on my to-do list, was to to get into narration.
0: And it's, it's your um, voice. My voice. Oh, that's and, so and great. I've, I've
1: heard. Not to pump my own tires, but I heard it's a good narration. So. Well, I heard
0: you've got a bit of background in voiceover. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah playing, that doing... must be the hardest part is playing your voice. Well,
1: they said, "Do you want to?" I'm sure you don't want to audition for it. I'm like, no. <laughs> of course, I want to do my own narration. I want to be my voice. Good for you, yeah. Sarah. So yeah, please, please listen and and have me back. I'd love to talk about other things and uh, whatever you want. I'll come and teach a workshop to your voiceover actors about that
0: would be amazing i business. hope you'll do that Absolutely. um the book is called scarred the true story of how i escaped nexium the cult that bound my life it's by sarah edmondson i love that you came in to talk about it today come another time thank you so much for being here thank Trey you Trey. for
1: having me